0: Oh, welcome along to our 2020 Carlo Senior Football Championship Final Special. Sounds weird to be saying that in 2021, but such are the times, this is where we are. And it's all in association with uh, Auto Imaging and Carlo. and uh, we thank Simon and the lads there for looking after us with this. If you're after Renault or Adassi or whatever, Simon, Glads lads are the people to vote. So again, thanks a million for that. With Harlow Cobraine here to preview all the action, former Carlow Senior Football Manager. I'm still kind of getting used to that term have you uh, gotten used to it over the last year and a half? And if so, what have you been up there to? I suppose, replace all that time that you gave over, over that period. Yeah,
1: no, I've got used to it all right. Um, it was a strange year. and plan, I wasn't involved in football because with COVID, it was very difficult for all management teams at club and county level to prepare teams and adhere to protocols. And uh, the frustration involved must be enormous, you know. So, uh, I was kind of relieved that I wasn't involved, um, and look, I needed a break away from it, quite honest with you, it takes a lot out of you, um, I was at it for six years with the county team and for many, many years before that with club teams, and so uh, it was nice to get a break and get away from it and get a bit of time to ourselves. Yep,
0: yeah, and um, temptation would have been at your doorstep, I would say, quite frequently over the last 12 months, but you were happy enough to say no for now. Is is that hunger going to come back, do you think, at some stage, or do you have an ambition maybe in the next couple of years to, to get back going again with some
1: club maybe? Well, initially I would have said definitely no. Um definitely I had me feel of it, you know. But recent months I suppose, yeah, you're beginning in the field. Uh, the long, long evens came in there and footballers are turning and they're saying, Gee, you'd love to go to the field tonight, you know, but I'm not sure I'm ready even to get that commitment, to be honest with you, because it is a huge commitment. It's becoming more and more every year. Uh, club and county level you know so um look sure you know i'd never say no but i i at this stage i would say probably not and
0: you're out on the bike a little bit anyway it is a, a crazy kind of an endeavor there last week but it was on your bucket list and you went off and did it so to
1: that's right yeah uh, i've been thinking about doing this for a long long time and with covid we were all restricted obviously to you know 2k limits and 5k limits and all of that bike for a long time and So I was mad to get out and get going again and want to do a bit of traveling, I suppose. Um, But wanted to do it in a way that was, I suppose, uh, COVID-friendly, away from people. And uh, doing it on the bike was probably the best thing I could do. Uh, So we and Mary. We went up to Mallon Head on last Friday week. Roland dropped us up. And we headed south for Missing Head in Cork. Uh, We had a great cycle out together. Absolutely brilliant.
0: Yeah, took in some nice scenery and um, you set away from the urban areas, you took in those kind of hidden gems that were probably so many things that you didn't even realise was, was on the route and, and the next thing you discovered and you're like, jeez, we'll, we'll know about it the next time, like? Yeah, well, we,
1: look, we deliberately went on the on the local roads, back roads, um, there's a fantastic network of local roads right to the country uh, that are underutilised and perfectly safe to cycle on and uh, the regional roads national roads are no go for me anyway i certainly wouldn't be very very comfortable cycling on them so i put a good bit of work into planning the route but i wanted to go down through the non-tourist areas really you know so um we set off anyway and uh we had some some of those great sites we had you know that are off the beaten track and the beauty of the bike is that you can stop whenever you want and you see things that you don't see when you're in a car uh you also get to get a good feel for the countryside you know every hill in the country can tell you by the time you're finished in the car you just glide over you don't realize how hilly it is but on the bike it's a different story you know but uh it's all great fun
0: good stuff good stuff right well um let's get let's get into the football so um the final we've been waiting for for uh quite some time but before we kind of go and look at that one Torlock, um we did have a couple of other finals last weekend we had the, the junior football final between Tullow and Tindor Island and we had intermediate football final between Cloughertygall and Ballarana. So, like, to contextualise, we're we're talking for years about the need for Tullow to be playing at a higher grade, and nobody knows that more than Tullow, um, which probably added to the weight of expectation and pressure in the final um, on Saturday. So, I sat down and watched this. I think it was, it was a Monday or Tuesday. Um, and, uh, you know, Tullow were, were quite good in the first half. Kickouts were, were going very well. Um, and then they lost their way a little bit in the second half. So, in this kind of mad period, then, which we're about to show you, I think this is where the game was uh, was won and lost. So, um, we'll just introduce this here uh, onto the stream. And we'll uh, we we'll kind of talk through it. So, this is Tinran on the attack. It is the 21st minute of the second half. Vinny Farley with a goal shot, saved by James Tobin. And the ball, then, makes its way down to... The far end of the field, literally, from this play. And uh, Will Canavan looks to send one cross field. Initially, Tim Rylan get a hand on it. Greg Murphy, I think, breaks it across to uh, Ronan Corran. And, and um, poor old Timmy Farrell, I think we're bullying him here and now, but we're not. It's just a simple error again. Uh, he just doesn't attack the ball, basically. Tullo get a turnover on it. Um, we have a brief kind of lapse in play for a moment. In fairness, the Farrell tries to redeem himself. But Tullo win the free. Uh, to take it quickly. Um, A nice little knee pass into the corner here again will ensue from Jack Kennedy and a swift TJ cabinet I think in the end who uh, slots it over beautifully off the left foot. So at this point you're thinking right, that's not much of a swing initially. There's only a point in it now. But this is where it all kind of changes again. So Paul Dyle in a moment's time will will take this kick out. Uh, We'll just speed it up here a little bit actually just to bring ourselves on. Um, And in fairness like Let's be honest about it, it's not a wonderful kick out, Tullow intercepted and straight away they're on it. They sense the goal. As uh, cabinet again, feeds it inside to or two and then into Jack cabinet. Typical, or Jack Kennedy I should say, typical three-man weave and a beautiful little finish. And we'll just hold on to it now for a sec because we are going to have a look at the second goal, which came I think a couple of minutes before uh, full time. And um, it's Jack Kennedy again involved with the talisman. Tudor brilliantly goes inside, and there you have it—bang back in the net. And as you can see from Tudor's celebration, it does mean quite a lot to him and quite a lot to Tudor. <laughs> So look, there you have it. That's that's essentially uh, that's essentially the story of that one. Um, I, I honestly think that two-minute period is where it was won and lost. But your thoughts on, on what you just saw there?
1: Yeah, well, look, it's junior final. You know, you're going to get mistakes in, in, at that level of, of uh, football, and. It was a very competitive game, obviously, 210 to 12 into the final score there. Um, it's great to see Tolo winning a title, you know, winning a cup. It's really, really important for Carlo that Tolo restores itself to its former status as a senior club as soon as possible. It's a big town in the county, and we need a strong GA club in Tolo. And there's been a lot of really, really good working on in Tolo for the last couple of years now in the background there. A lot of really, really positive work on and off the field and you have to commend them for it. So let's hope that they can keep that work going and the lads can keep keep uh, improving. But the clip you showed there, yeah, it was a junior football was a typical junior football a few mistakes in it. Um probably tonight they should have taken the point from the goal chance. Uh it was a bit ambitious maybe um to go for a goal from there maybe with so many players in front. And the game you could say hinges on that then the ball within the far end they got a point and you know, and Jack Kennedy, then, on a the tool, you're two great finishers for Tolo. Like, they're two smart guys in front of goal. goal. Uh, Jack was one of the top scorers at club level uh, for a good number of years. Uh, he's a great eye for score. Uh, delighted for Jack. And on a tool, he just loves banging the ball in the back of the net, like, you know. So, as you can see there, he was delighted. But, uh, look, fair play to Tolo. Uh, it's, it's a great win for them. For tonight, to be disappointed. But, look, it's not their first team. And you like to win every game you go, like, but being realistic about it, it's a better result for football. I totally won it.
0: Yeah, like, and there, there's two points you want to make. The first thing we kind of left out of the highlights there. Ryland did have a penalty actually early in the second half, which uh, didn't get converted, which again was, was possibly a turning point in it. But on the second thing, I was just about to say, and you kind of touched on it there. From my point of view, anyway, you and I think most people out there would agree, Carlo needs Tolo more than Tenneilin's second team or any second team for that matter to be playing higher up in grades. Yeah, yeah. Look, simple as.
1: It's great to see uh, the improving situation in Bangorstown with Bangorstown Gales there. Uh, that's one one town uh, that you hope is going the right direction, and if we can get in the same direction, we'll have a stronger uh, club scene in Colorado. Uh We really need, we really, really do need that. And you know, it's, it's it's all this is feeding into your county teams' performances afterwards. You have to have good club competitions, and uh, the two towns must produce more footballers. They must be more competitive. So. I think for the county's sake, it's it's a good result. The um, lads can still aspire to play senior football with their first team, you know. So uh, they still at that ahead of them, you know. And I know there's great work working into at the moment. There's there's a huge response there. Stephen Merrick getting a great turnout for for training and that like. So it'll be interesting to see how they perform in the twenty twenty one senior championship.
0: Yeah, could Tom Pensley be? I suppose the first team to get back-to-back promotions within the space of, I don't know, something like three or three months. like is, is it realistic for them to actually get a double bounce here now, do you think?
1: It's hard to say. It's hard to say. Like, you know, you look at Ken like they've been in two finals, they've two finals. Uh, it's very hard on them. Um, they're look at the every chance. the very chance. You get momentum from, from winning, and uh, I'm sure there's a great buzz and toll at the moment after winning that title. So, you know, there will be a bounce, and momentum is massive in football it's massive in football and, and you know with the condensed championships as well that team of momentum can really achieve an awful lot in a, in a period of weeks you know so uh, it's definitely there it's definitely there for, for them to, to contest it
0: it'll be some story like it'll be around poker's question for years to come who got promoted uh was it twice in the one year like kind of New york you know but anyway um we move on to the the next game of course which was the intermediate football championships It was the game after one we just saw. And it was uh, Paul Lebrana versus uh Tony gall in that one. So this is David Cox, feeds Ben Dorgan. Cox is very good, actually, in the whole game. I think he might have got one of the match. Uh, Dorgan, after filling out massively, James Keogh in the shape of his life, feeds the ball inside Darren Runny. And this is a beautiful finish now, I have to say. Like, he just finds the, the bottom right hand corner of the net. And when he gets in there a goal, he is a very, very good finisher. Uh, very good off that, that left foot and has been for a long time. So here's Cox involved again. This is Baller-Banner's second goal. Again, he, he goes central to Jimmy Carl, Carl to Big Samhunt. Across the Dorgan. And this is a very good finish down in the bottom left-hand corner. Like Ronan Brennan is not saving that. So great composure. And at this point, two seventy three to three points, you think. baller are very much in control. But just before half-time then, as we're about to see in a few moments' time, Calabin 20-goal do get there the lifeline. So uh, Niall Hickey here with the, the line ball, pushes James Keogh over the way actually, which you'll see him getting tick over directly in a few minutes' time. Uh, nice little ball in over the top. Um, it's Hickey again, who ends up with it, feeds on Roberts. And again, this is very good composure. Like, there's, a, there's a lot of bad lads around him, but he slots it away nice into the bottom corner. So that's a bit of a lifeline to Lavin needed. So at half-time, Killian Redmond comes into the game and Daniel Salendra comes on a little bit after. Porta Kiki is just in as well. And this is Redmond going to the clouds and takes the ball, right? So, off he goes over to his cousin, Mr. St. Ledger, which was was great to see him play. There was a big question, Marks, was he going to play? Was he not going to play? Nice to the ball in over the top. And this is a great advantage by the referee, I have to say, because the penalty should have been given, but he let it go, and Joe Roberts slots at home. All of a sudden, a six-point game. So, we skip on now. This is just two minutes left. Banner. still seven points up at this point, but Ledger again involved, switches it across, and it's... Uh, a little bit sloppy. There's a lot of battle brand lads around. Joe Roberts did well to, to get a shot off, but there's a flurry of deflections there. And of running now, this really is squeaky one time. Because I think in the end, there was only a, a couple of points in it. We'll just we'll head that off the stream. Literally a couple of points in it, and were Morland seized on that goal. So, like, from my point of view, what I felt there was, if the boys were in a position to start, Killian Redmond, and Daniel. I know Daniel has had his struggles unfortunately, and was, as I said, great to see him play. It's possibly a game-changer in that one, but banner Barnett just had enough done in that first half, and had enough done to hold on.
1: Yeah, look, there's no doubt um, Daniel St. has been one of the great servants of Garner football for 10-12 years now, and uh, top-class footballer, but, you know, he's had a few problems there, uh, serious problems there with concussion in, in a number of games in the last couple of years, and uh, he has to be very mindful of his health you know so i wasn't expecting him to take any part to get to be honest with you and he probably was i
0: actually yeah he
1: probably come in to you know to give a day out there when the game was probably in, in the melting pot um killian is a, a much younger man and uh he has outstanding ability i mean he's you saw that jumpy he made there for that for that catch from the, from the kick out uh i'd love to see that fella being committed to football first but obviously rugby's number one game at the moment, you know, and until that change it's it's always going to be a situation that he's not going to be probably a starter for Kildavan. That's the reality of it you have to be fair to everybody. Uh, but he is certainly he's certainly county county material. Uh, you would love to see him, you know, commit to football but Kilavan have to play with the take a hands at to they have, you know. Um you have to feel very sorry for those two finals in a row of now. And uh probably gave the opposition too big a lead. You know, uh, had to the game and just didn't run out of time really, you know, and um for a small area, uh those occasions don't, don't come around too often and it's important you don't freeze for the day. A good start is very important, you know, but um it was a great game by all accounts, a high scoring game and it could have gone either way. Well Nebrana, you know, have they're, they're they're the club that's up and down there for the last few years and you know, it might we need to be a championship, play a senior for a year, then go back down and they really need to get you know, consistent run at senior level um, to progress, but they have some young, good young players coming through there. And uh, young Pendergast has really developed into a physically important player. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh, he has football in him, but again, he needs to knuckle down now uh, to get it football. And he gets the chance with the county, he needs to get in there and you know commit to it because he could be a really, really good county player. Um, it's it's in county, like Carrol. Western are off two really, you know, you know, well-conditioned guys uh, with size, with pace, and power. Uh, they're the kind of players you need for inter-county football now. Killy Redmond and Ben Dorgan would be two, you know, really, really good additions to a county panel uh, if you could have them. But uh, we'll and see.
0: Good indeed. So um, I just need to confirm that I know. Obviously, by are going up now, we've nine teams. Don't we progress? Are we right, all right in saying this for this year's championship?
1: Yeah, I don't do, do relegation really really yeah, yeah. Uh, really?
0: yeah, there was no relegation, so we must have nine. Um, I don't know what the f- agreed format has been for this year. I'd like to see that go to 10 and not let a team down again. Um, I think it's a good number, actually, because you mentioned ballard Banner and that's a very good example. They have Yoyo quite a bit, but if that goes to 10, I'm not quite sure the same team has gone up and down. Maybe, might still happen, not saying that. But it gives it a better chance kind of for, mm-hmm. for teams to go up and, and maybe stay up for a year or two. Mm-hmm. And that might keep them up for a year, three, year, four, year, five. Yeah. It's probably similar enough to um, the intercolony hurling scene in some ways mm-hmm. where the talk process now is to expand a little bit. Um, I, it's something that I think might work like.
1: Absolutely agree with you 100% because, look, there's a big issue here with competition structures in moment in football. Absolutely very disappointing. <laughs> how things have panned out with regard to the football leagues and the championship. And I really think <coughs> the a, a root and branch look at what we're doing here because we are not promoting club football properly in the county. There's no question of it. I mean, you know, the league was split in two weeks. I know COVID's a factor, but uh, it's less games we're giving our players instead of more games. I don't know why it's going on, but uh, we need our footballers playing more football, more games, more competitive games than training, training, training. And... You know, having you know so few teams in the senior championship doesn't help. Uh, whether that means that you add in two intermediate teams or whatever to to bring up the numbers, or you look again look at you know some area teams maybe coming together in senior football championship to give a greater spread of of real competitors, uh, real contenders for, the, for for the title. You know, um, it's it's uh, there's a lot of players out there, in my opinion, playing with. Intermediate clubs, junior clubs that uh, they'll never get the opportunity to play senior football, but they might in, a, in, a, in an area team. Uh, mm-hmm. And some of the senior clubs that are playing senior and are there, for, you know, they're there nearly every year, but they haven't won a title in a long time or, or very rarely won a title. Well, they could be they could be improved by the addition of two or three players from a neighbouring club. Um, why wouldn't we give it a go? Like, you know, uh, if we mm-hmm. go football, if it's going to create you know, greater competition in the senior championship, it's going to give more players opportunity to play senior football. I think it has to be considered. Uh, And I think clubs really need to, you know, they really need to put their traditions behind them and in the past and think about now. Think about the players they have now. Think about the future. What's the future for the game in the county? What's the future of their own club? You know, what benefit is is it the players to be playing so few games as we are at the moment? I can't understand the mentality where where the football clubs have acquiesced to this this uh, uh, structure that we have at the moment. I really can't understand it. Um, if you look at most successful inter-county teams and uh, have very very good club competition, we've had quite good com- competition in the past. Uh, our senior club title holders usually fairly well in, in in provincial championship, but. Uh, we need, you know, we need a, a senior football league and to be a football league with a promotion relegation. Mm. We need probably home and away games. So you're having doubly multi games. You have something to you have something to, to fight for. Instead we have teams withdrawing from the senior football league, you know, and not playing at all. Now I know there's dual club situations there would affects fix that like, but uh, it can't be acceptable that you're playing senior football and not playing the senior league. It just can't be. You you must Adjust your competition to make sure that all your senior teams are playing in the league or they're not playing senior football. That's my opinion.
0: Hmm. Yeah, well, that's fair. That's fair. And I, I think there's a lot of merit in, in all those things you just said there. And just going back to 10 team point, there's any other way or any amount of ways, I should say, that you can run that off. So, format wise, with the 10, if you want to make it as simple as one plays two and two plays one for semi finals, make number three safe. And have four play five, or five play four in the two groups for relegation semis, fair enough. If you want to have two teams safe, team three and team four in each group, fair enough. And then just put relegation between um, the bottom place teams in, in either group. like I, I actually think it, it, it would be a big benefit. And also, just on your area team, um, I go on record as saying this now, right? And there's lads in the three clubs now that would totally disagree with this. I'd love to see, uh, and it won't work now because Baller, and Lachlan are both senior. I'd love to see the three out Michael Davis together. Like. Um, and it won't, it'll only ever happen, it probably won't ever happen any yet, but the only chance it would have is if all three were outside senior for a prolonged period of time, which I don't think it happen, but the strength, like, and, and then you go over to, in around, we said the Ballon area, and take in those three or four clubs in that area. There's a very strong senior side. All these things could work if there's honest conversation um and communication it has to work with, with that um yeah, this you know, doesn't watch it won't work with that that's that's yeah. literally just don't block everywhere
1: yeah but i suppose look you know they have to want it that's the bottom line you know and they have yeah. to, they have to be open to discussion about it anyway at least and you can't convince people to do this they've got to come up with it themselves and um you know, you take the Valor-Banna a lot of the situation where they both actually have senior status. To they
0: them. do. So that won't happen now, but yeah. it won't always be that way. Yeah.
1: There probably should you be know. Some, you know, some mechanism where a team that's promoted isn't relegated really getting next year. You know, there should be some way to to give a team at least two years in higher grade. Um, mm. You know, look, it just needs to be looked at. Uh, you need to you need to get a situation where your, all your senior championship games are going to be competitive that you're not going to have dead rubber games towards the end of it. Uh, that's really important, that they all mean something, whether it's promotions, relegation, it's in context for a semi-final spot, or, as I said, to avoid relegation. But you should, very few teams in the middle with nothing to play for. That's what you want to avoid.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I would look at our parish an because it's good enough for everyone to hurl together, but it's not good enough for everyone to play football together. Like, hmm. I, I couldn't believe this. Like, I can't believe it for years at this stage. Like, you go and knock this shite out of someone in a football match, and the next night you go to triumphant. Like... Where'd you get it? like it's, it's just nuts but anyway um we, we're gonna move on because we, we'll be on this all day and uh I, I i do hope something changes for the positive anyway. and as long as it's forward thinking we have those people involved then we will go somewhere um but those people have to be involved that's the crucial thing and they have to want that they you say. so that's the what we got next here now let me just see what i have loaded up we're, we're going to move on to the senior semi-finals right so the first of these was pal and Rafili. um uh so we'll just get ready to, to show it here and Away we go. It's a short little segment here. If Jesus should hold on now, there we go. So, uh, I'll just wind it back to the start again for the purposes of it. It's a goal either side of half time. That's that's all we've isolated, which is it's probably not the, the be all and end all of the game because it was tight after the second goal, it was tight after the first goal. But this is Gavin Healy who plays one across to uh David Reid, most unorthodox. Uh, left foot in, in football, I'd say. Andrew Kew on side. And again, great finish. Uh, actually, some very good finishing across these three games so far. And you'll see in the Euro games the same. This is Brendan Murphy, literally, straight from the second half. I don't know where Craig Carney was going, to be honest with you. I don't know, was he just literally going back to the goal at that point? But he was really caught off guard. Um, I'll just skip this back again for anyone who didn't catch it. So if you look where, where Craig is, he's over here on the left hand side. I'm not sure what's happening. But unfortunately, he uh, he passes it down to Kevin Murphy, and it's a good, opportunistic finish, it has to be said. And this guy impressed a lot of people over the weekend, uh, that brought the game back level. So, Rafilli to put, I suppose, context on it, then like they are a very much improved side, I would say. Obviously, they won the league, so they've done some bit of improving, but they have a great balance from what I can see the there. Um, they definitely come on, and uh. It'll sound crazy now what I'm about to say, but I'm actually happier that Raffili won it because I think we'll get a greater contest in the county final because of it. I just think they're that little, little bit stronger. Um, uh, Josh Moore at centre-back, Connor Dyle at wing-back. Uh, again, that's, that's two big lads across the half-back line. Uh, Connor despite being very big and strong, isn't quite mobile. The lads around the middle, Brendan and Nate, are around a long time. Alan Kelly's around a long time. Um, Darren Murphy, a big unit there again at centre-forward. Um, uh, Brian Murphy, like, do you know what? what can we say about Brian Murphy that hasn't been said already? And now this Kevin Murphy chap who finished some great scores the other day. Um, I like the look at them. What do you think? Well,
1: I tell you, uh, I <sighs> that game uh, Paladin had to win in the first half in that game, and I thought they were very, um,
0: sorry, just before you go on a bit further, the first 25 minutes was shite. I have yeah, to be honest about that. There's no other way of putting it, it was brutal. Well, they like you
1: know, they had to win, but they were very reluctant to go forward, or they, they were very slow in their build-up. Uh, and the build-up. And Radcliffeley played a better football, in my opinion, right through the game. Uh, the the goal that Radcliffeley conceded there just before half-time was a shocker. I mean, there was nobody marking Andy Keogh. If you look at that clip, he's on his own, you know, in in the danger area, absolutely nobody near him, and he had the easiest task just to pick up the ball, and he did finish it well. But it was a give. It was a real giveaway goal by Rattray. You know, there's no point in having Ned's back if you're not going to pick up men. So, as uh, so was a lesson there in in that for them. Uh, the second goal obviously was, unfortunately, uh, Craig tried to stop a point and in doing so he conceded a goal. You know, it's uh, been a great servant for for Palatine and Carroll. Uh, I wouldn't I wouldn't own in on that mistake too 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 greatly. Um, but really were the better side. They were more energetic, uh, better balanced as you say. Uh, I like to look at them. I thought they played quite well. And I thought they were by far the better team of the day. I think Palatine are struggling. Conor Crowley was a big loss to them. Um and uh the, the best young football seat around a while, though, McMahon, uh, who wasn't eligible for this. Now he might be eligible for the twenty twenty one championship, maybe may use him for that. He's gonna be a good talent, a good good prospect for, for Palatine. Uh, but uh, yeah, I like to look of Rock Philly now. Um, uh, they looked like a team that has got some self belief back through winning the league final. And, um, you know, Tony Bulger didn't play, he'll be back. He's only, he's only 42, but he's uh, in incredible shape. So he is, I, I think he's 22. He's <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. great servant. Uh, so uh, look, yeah, I think Philly are in a good place. Um, uh, had Brendan back, obviously, we didn't have him for the for. Uh, the league final, and he's, you know, I mean, Brendan Murphy is just, you know, he's he's one of those players, once in a generation player, really, like a big, strong guy. Um, mind you, some people feel Ratchvili sometimes play better without him, but uh, I disagree. I just think that he has so much ball winning capability, and if he has a weakness, he probably tries to too much. Uh, but um, look, I, I think he gives him great ball winning around the middle of the field. There's going to be a huge contest in the middle of the field, middle and third. Of it, obviously, in, in, in this game, is going to be massive and I feel have every chance there of competing very, very well, that size, the pace and experience around that area. Um, so look, it's going to be very interesting. Um, the other thing final find with Aerogan Rangers was a massive disappointment, you know. Right, so
0: let's look at this then, Torlo. It's a pretty good time to, to start showing it. All right. so I'll introduce it here to the stream and away we go. So this for me, right, context here 1st I'm just going to pause it for a second. Uh, Rangers have just missed two point-score opportunities to bring it back level, but during the first half, we were all kicked a shot on the white. so let's put a bit of balance on it. However, for me, I'd like to take you, to, or get you to have a close look at this now. Is that free? I'll wind it back again.
1: I don't think so, no. no
0: it's it's so. probably boring. At the time, I thought it possibly was. So I'm, I'm just looking at Adam Murphy here, right? So let's look at Adam Murphy. Right, so going down the ball isn't but does Murphy come in and clatter him or is it just a bump
1: i don't i don't
0: see anything there That's so a- the, the, re- the reason i ask is this this happens because of it and this literally is the beginning of the end for rangers so a lovely little sweep of moving a great finish from, from chris blake and it was a uh, gang was obviously involved in the in the build up there as well but for me at this particular juncture like uh, I think we are always going to win this game and push on, but it was a very, very crucial time. If that free goes the other way, <laughs> Rangers get another score. I don't know if if will win by as much. I'm not going to say they're not going to win, but it was uh, there's a bit of a swing in it. But look, it's uh, you don't think it was a free, anyway, hundred percent.
1: No, I don't think it was free. No, absolutely not. No. I mean, there's a legitimate right. palace for the ball, and yeah. uh, won it. And, and I don't. And to me, it's absolutely no no issue with that.
0: Uh, right, yeah, look. So here's the second one. We'll just skip on to it. And uh on route, there's no way or Root, you'll tell you now you meant to, to pass this, right? This is definitely an attempt for point. And Gannon is uh lurking in around the goal and does ever so well. Now there's four Rangers lads, I think, in the end to get in around them. And it's a great finish. But should, get... should, should Rangers do a little bit better there. I'll just wind it back again. Watch now. So there's there's gonna be three coming in, and Paul Cwadi's on the way back as well, yeah?
1: Yeah, look, absolutely. And to me, that, that goal is the one really that uh, really uh, buried uh, Rangers that day because they did have men around it. It should have been stopped. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a tricky finish, nonetheless. You know, left yeah, footed. Yeah. Uh,
0: so, third goal then coming up for a lot. Um, this is uh, Colin Hunton in the end. Uh, generous on the steps from Gannon. Gannon plays, I mean so one two three four five six <laughs> maybe it's just six um but anyway look good finish good finish
1: yeah, yeah th- this thing with the steps is is probably you know it's a hard one for referees because in real time and uh, you know a player gives a side step and it's hard to count c- count the steps when that happens uh, maybe it could be site or whatever like so there's a, there's multiple chances in a game where there's going to be five or six steps taken and uh, some days they'll be blown, other days they won't be, you know. But uh, the story of the game was Rangers started very well, got three points on the board, and then Aero gradually kind of reeled them back in and, and uh, you know, got back into the game, like whatever I ever set in the game alight. Uh, turned on the second half, then a uh, couple of goals, and Rangers gave up. That's their story of the game, To give up. That's the reality of it. Uh, there was no contest in the second half, and I was very disappointed with Rangers. Um, as a result, it's very hard to say how well Aero actually played. Uh, on the first half performance to say no, they weren't they were great. Um second half could say this is a cracking this is a cracking score from Mayor Ogle, like, but as I say, like Rangers threw in the towel and uh three nineteen was a huge score to concede, you know. Um they'll be I'm sure, you know, their heads were gone to Hurling Challenge at that stage after the second goal it say and that was that, you know, so they're probably to themselves for that. I don't think they had a whole lot of preparation done for it anyway in terms of football. Um, mm-hmm. Certainly hadn't played many senior football league games anyway. So uh it's very difficult to you know, take on Aero and beat them if you're not playing much football really, like it you do shoot around the shoot grind you down. Like, you know, Aero would be a, a, as physical a team in football as Rangers would be in hurling. You know, they're two big imposing teams and uh playing playing more football would give them a huge advantage. There's no doubt when Rangers put their minds down to it, they can be very, very competitive. But I just felt that, you know, uh last week they just threw the towel and uh, moved on to the hurling in, in their own minds, you know. So, uh, as a result, anyway, you're over in the final uh, with an easy win and you're saying it's going to be, you know, far too strong for Rex Philly, but I don't see it playing out that way.
0: Right. So, I'm just going to jump back in slightly on Rangers before we go to the county final. So, for me, the most disappointing aspect of this whole thing is that it was the best possible chance Rangers ever had to win the football championship. There's literally... No hurling in the way. The football was being played first. You could have still done your training and just focused primarily on the football for a few weeks beforehand. The Horland Championship, they don't even have a, a game in the Horland Championship this weekend. So they had to buy in the first round anyway, right? So there's no, there going to be another couple of weeks after. I think there's no excuse whatsoever. I think they could have given a lot better. Um, there was an element of, of looking like they were going through the motions a little bit. And I say this not because I deliberately want to be critical of them, but it's just disappointing. Because it's like you always kind of want to see the underdog win. So I'll, I'll be straight about it. I'd like to see an underdog win when Rangers are playing Harlan, because Rangers winning the whole thing. But in football, I don't really mind winning this much because they are the underdog. But they infuriate you because they have so much potential. And and this is like this is what happened the other day. And if they hadn't put the more, I don't know, more honest effort into it, they could. have got, I'm not saying they would have won the game. That game could have been a lot closer. Than probably. Should have been a lot closer, um, but I don't think we'll ever see no winning in a senior
1: championship as long as as long as I'm around. It's, um, it's it's it's, uh, it's a difficult one. It's it's very easy for me to pontificate coming from an exclusive football club. Uh, when you're a dual, when you're a dual club. You obviously have, you know, you have a different experience of what what's, what's required. Um, to be fair to them, uh, the starting the game really well. Got three three very very good points early on, and they looked like they were going to take the game to Arrow, but. Um, the reality is, you know, while they are very competitive in football, they do lack, you know, the technical ability of an over at Philly. Uh, what gets them, makes them competitive is their huge, you know, huge character and their huge uh, club spirit, like, you know, uh, it's not it's not typical Rangers to go down that way. Let's be honest about it. They've always fought very hard in Championship. Uh, it's probably, a, it's a one-off, you know, well, I would be very disappointed at the performance, but you know, they've come so often and given everything and been pipped, uh, they may have felt after that second goal that they like, ah, oh, here we go again, you know, and the thing just drifted away at them then, you know. So But they've
0: come so close and so often and I'm gonna yeah. lose it, I'm gonna use this now and I apologise in advance. But I don't fuck God. Like yeah. they've done no football and they still are so close. That's the yeah. thing about it. Like. No.
1: Yeah, it's it's as I said, you know, it's not the best 15 footballers ever win the All-Ireland and win the championship, you know. Satina wants it the most, you know, and that's what they always bring to the table, is that hunger, desire. Uh, they're a very, very competitive club.
0: So here's the question now. I'm just going to jump in, right? So if you look at the successful Lachlan teams from 2010, 2011, maybe 2013, grit, determination, and probably a few very good footballers right probably really really good footballers.
1: Yeah. not a few yeah. but not really good footballers
0: right but what i'm trying to say is right in terms of natural ability and talent are there are those two sides overly dissimilar in terms of Seamus Kinsley, Chris Nolan right finishers okay Fieger Fitzpatrick ball carrier provider John Nolan can keep points as well and then at the back they're so rough and so hot thol- and, and so uh, and so solid and they can win ball around the middle if Rangers trained. I, I just see a lot of similarities between mm. them and that O'Loughlin team back then. Maybe I'm completely wrong with this, uh, but and they had very good footballers on Lockland. I should say more than a few. I will concede that. Yeah, that was, there was the very good, good footballers. Good. But they had five, at least four or five lads that were just dogged, yeah. pure dogged, and played the game simple, I believe.
1: No, look, look. let's be honest. You have to be very honest about it. Hurling is the number one game in Rangers. Make no mistake about it. Like That's their first love uh, it's their greatest strength, and obviously that's what they want to win most of all. So their focus is actually going to be on that. Like you can't oh. fault them for that. Let's not forget they won the one Lens title, like it got to learn Final, like. so that's the kind of level you're talking about here. So that breeds, you know, expectations and ambitions in the club to do it again. And uh, you can't fault them for for having that mindset that they, you know, they're thinking ahead that the champion, the hurling championship, when to see this game going away from. It. They're playing after all They're playing a rogue who would beat the Leicester Club final uh, just narrowly, uh, you know, at that long ago, and psychologically, you know, in your head, like you're playing Airog, uh they are favourites, and uh, they're probably going to come through in this game. Even at their best, they're probably going to they're going to probably win this game. Right, right?
0: that's fair. I, I I can see that as well. I think if they trained to their utmost, they probably still win the have yeah. beat to their bed.
1: That's yeah. but, uh, that, this Aero team. It's so difficult so. to, to to do the two of them. You know, I I I I don't know how how it works in, in successful ju- clubs, you know. Um there have been cases of clubs winning Hurling a football championship. Michael obviously did it here as well, uh quite a while back now, but they did do it. Um did
0: they all
1: win a championship the same year as Carlton or a championship? It, uh, yeah, St. Anne's did in Wexford in recent years. Um but there are cases of it, you know, and obviously in Cork there's some very good junior clubs as well like but look, um it is what it is. Um it's they're all going the county final and that's a focus on.
0: So let's, let's move on to it, and uh, I'm going to have a load of fans and renders on for this. But anyway, um, I, don't, I don't have them in all Auckland yet, <laughs> but uh, look I just I had to make that comparison, I really did, because I, I think there was a lot of similarities, but they focus a bit more And Anyway, let's move on and live in, live, in the, live in the real world and live in the here and now. So, Sunday 6.30, uh, Netwatch Cullen Park, 2020 Cardinal Senior Football Final. Um a crowd of five hundred, I think it's a, a ton fifty to, to each club and then two hundred on general sales but it is on part T V for only ten quid, which is great value. And again, thanks to Power T V and, and John Nolan for letting us use the the footage here during the, the podcast today. Um little brief thing before I went to the game. I don't see these games continue to be streamed. I think it offers great value and uh great exposure on a worldwide scale.
1: Yeah, I think so. For anybody away it's absolutely fantastic. junior games, there's no question of it, you know. And it's a great record for the games as well. It's nice to go back afterwards. Maybe, you know, you're at your you're at your own club game and, and you haven't been able to see the opposition player or whatever. and You want to go see it, and you can pay or your ten euros, which you can see it later on that evening. So it is a great service. There's no question of it. And, uh, it's been a great thing. It's great. It's been a great thing for GA and for communities right through COVID that we had this, you know. So yeah, look, it has potential to be kept on, and uh, it certainly will help clubs with their analysis of of you know preparing their own teams and okay and looking at the opposition so absolutely there's a lot of positives about it.
0: right let's break down this game then so where is the one and lost thing like, what's what are we looking at what matchups wise what what are we expecting um the mind games have started already john Murphy reckons our affiliate favors for sure Toby <laughs> toby parsons to your little um how do I put it uh Little mind boggling think kind of a thing. I can't think of a bloody phrase. But anyway, we know the crack. Uh, all you saw there is a era. Uh, um twenty nineteen club violence, underdogs, huh so
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I don't know. I, I think I think this one is I mentioned it already, I, I think it's gonna be relatively close. I think possibly still a row by, by by maybe somewhere like five or six points. But um do you, do you agree or or where do you see one of lost?
1: I tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm. My head isn't clear in on this one at all. To be honest with you, um, on paper, Air should win this game comfortably. Should, uh, but the better panel of players, no question. I think the better starting fifteen, uh, but they do not need to play them particularly well. Uh, whereas look at the Westfield team, I think there are a lot of lads there who are playing very well at the moment and are coming to form at the right time. Um, to be there all the league final, which will give them great confidence and I think they've got some momentum over what you saw last week um, so it could be a lot tighter than people might think um, I think it's going to come down to the middle third of the field again and some be very very competitive around there I'd say um, you know Ratfilly have also they've, they've acquired a really good finisher in Kevin Murphy uh, which they needed and he's a handful for anybody and um, Having said that, the Aero forward line, potentially, in their all match winners on their day, you know? Um, so, um, you know, it's going to come go down I think, to really in, in the middle third of the pitch who can dominate off kickouts in particular. I think it's only a huge part of the game is kickout strategies. And um, I think if you looked at the Rangers Aero game, I think Timberburn picked up nearly every kickout that came towards him in the middle of the field, um, uncontested, uh, which is a worry. Uh, so, Airog need to get their their strategy right on the opposition kick out. Uh, I don't think they have. Um, I think teams are getting away the people very easy against Aero, and um, Premier possession. And Ratun are a good team with possession, they hold the ball very very well. So um, you know, if they can, if they can work their kick outs, and Robbie is very smart in the goal. He's a really good, smart keeper with kick out. Uh, they, they, you know, they could, they, 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 they could potentially uh, turn the tables here in Aero. You know. Um, so the arrow strategy around kickouts to me hasn't been hasn't been convincing so far, you know. Um sometimes it works, sometimes it don't work. Uh, but there has not seem any great plan there around it, you know. So maybe they'll have a right trick only final.
0: Yeah. So like is there any kind of similarities from the league final that we could see in terms of matchups and stuff? Um I wasn't at that league final, I can't really comment too
1: much on it. Um coarse to be honest with you. And um let it slip. Redville red came in and, and definitely deserved to win the game, you know. Um, Alan Kelly, did game. He scored three points off Sean Gannon that day, I think. And also, that's um, uh you know that's that's a great confidence booster for him. Um, but young Josh Moore uh, really impressed me the last week. Like, it's part had a super game at centre back. I thought he was really really solid. Uh, Connor Dyle scored probably the gate the point of the of the two games. Terrific point there. He he. Uh, he ran forward, sidestepped his man, put the ball over the bar from from the wrong side of the pitch, like he thought it was a great score. Um he's a player uh, he needs a bit more confidence in himself. And uh, he really needs to believe in himself. He has all the natural abilities so he has. But he's like a guy maybe in the shadow maybe of the older players and hasn't fully really, uh, become the leader of the team yet. Like but he's gonna be a great footballer for for our Philly. Um Barry John had a great game, but obviously his best game in a long time. And uh, like actually Benny Cabin on the far side, Benny, Benny was superb, very well. He was absolutely immense. Uh, his reading of the game is getting better and better every year. Um, in the middle of the field, Brendan and Ed Finnegan are a, a formidable pairing. Ed Finnegan and Alan Kelly are two great servants out around the middle third for Ed Finnegan. they they never give up, never give up. Uh, they're going to be really, really up for this game. Airoga, we've struggled around the middle of the field. Um, they're on some sort different of combinations, right? Um you need Gannon in midfield, you need him in the forward line. Um Owen has been he's a great workhorse as well, like, but you know, it just hasn't really probably gone his way fully this, this year yet. Like, but he, he one thing with him is he will work and work and work he works his way into the game. Um the Ara Murphy, uh this guy is some booting him. um he put the ball over from 60 meters out let's say 65 meters out off the ground you know if it if, if connects well and he does and you know and you Brian Murphy then out there as well so they're very competitive around the middle third aero should be as well but there's a question mark over conditioning of some the Aero at the moment like they are lacking a bit of pace there and some of them are not a condition we're in last year so uh you know hunger and appetite is a, it's a massive part of championship final games and um, they really need to start again well, aero you know uh, I don't think they can afford to get off a slow start as they did against Rangers and now to get ahead of them um, and that's that. Really need that they do need a good start, I think
0: Yeah, the last um, time they Met in the Meta final was 2017 and I thought the Corp 1 was point to bring it to their replay actually and um, there's definitely no fear factor there whatsoever and despite what lads at say on Palatine, this is way I want to there because I just think there's a some sort of psychological thing with road in in the final in particular, and it's been proven in recent times. Um, so on that basis, I, I think it's a. I think it's probably a good final. Very much looking forward to it. And I think um, we should we should see quality. Um, given the fact that you see final is often, you know.
1: Both sides play football. You know there are two good football sides. You know, and they like playing against each other and have good respect for each other. You know, so I think it'll be a good game of football. It should be very competitive. Um, I still think are, are the better side and, you know, if they play to form or play to potential, I should, not to form, to potential, uh, they should be good enough to win the game. Having said that, you know, Radfili have been knocking on the door you now for quite a while to get back on top and, you know, for many of them now, this is probably the last chance to do it and if they bring that fire and hunger into the game and uh, they come in free of injuries and knocks... Uh, you know, they'll be right in the mix. Right in the mix. There's a young player too uh, impressive as You can take Elliot up front for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a tiny little footballer. Um, so some of the younger guys are playing well for him as well. Like you know, so look, uh, it'll be an interesting, interesting contest. Um, it's, it's you know, weather could be a factor in this game as well. Um, you know, the day was a really, really bad day. Hopefully, that hopefully, it won't be conditions like today. you know we'd like to see a good day for in the middle of the summer. Um, but for Airog, obviously, you know, the motivation should be, like, you know, there's an opportunity to win two chances this year, uh, which would get them five in a row, quite honest with you. I know they're not probably thinking that way, but, you know, records do count and um, it's a great opportunity to do it. It is indeed. So, Airog by how much?
0: Four points, five points. Right. Good stuff. Good
1: stuff.
0: Listen, uh, great to catch up with you. Um, glad to see you're keeping well. You've, uh, all the way we saying, you're a bit on as well. You know you're perceiving the length of the country there. You're you're in you're in fighting shape there now.
1: Something must have fell out of my pocket then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Listen, thanks for coming on, really thanks. appreciate it. And we want to say thanks to um all which as well, uh Renault and Dacia dealers of course for for sponsoring this uh County final special. We'll talk to you again soon for Thanks for joining us. All right. Nice to see you